Welcome to 15 Minutes on the Way, Season 6, The Good, the Bad, and the Foolish. If you're a first-time listener, you really owe it to yourself to start at the beginning. You can easily find Episode 1 of Season 1 at 15minutesontheway.com. Don't spell out the number. Otherwise, brace yourself for a conversation with God's voice telling His side of your story. At the end of last week's episode, Ahab ascended the throne of his father Omri. And Ahab is a piece of work from start to finish. He marries a princess from his northern neighbor, Sidon, achieving military and trade alliance with them. Her name, equal to or even surpassing his in ignominy, is Jezebel. That's right, the Jezebel from whom all future Jezebels will get their reputation. So it's Ahab and Jezebel, the infamously named perfect couple made for each other at the head of Israel now. And it's as bad as you'd expect it to be with these two. In an all-too-familiar scene, the foreign princess brings her hometown God worship with her. And in this case, Jezebel's grown up worshiping Baal. Now, Baal has definitely been on the menu up there in Israel for some time, thanks to Jeroboam's and his successor's lax sinfulness. Now, however, thanks to Jezebel's influence, Baal gets a boost up to become the primary god worshipped in Samaria, which you'll recall is now the capital of Israel. Ahab builds Baal his own temple. And to make sure that Baal in all his fertility has ready access to his female counterpart fertility goddess, a sacred pole is also erected next door to Baal's house, so that Asherah can be summoned to work on everyone else's fertility with Baal at the drop of a hat. And in case this doesn't make things clear, this will. I am no longer the top god on Israel's menu. Baal is. Thus, the cycle of apostasy is complete. What began as a lesser, and you can see why there is nothing lesser about it, a lesser deviation from the way in worshipping another god or two in addition to me, has borne its ultimate fruit, and Ahab has supplanted me entirely with Baal. Jeroboam initially stepped off the way with what he considered to be small steps, and within just a handful of years, Israel is so distant from the way that a visitor would recognize no connection between them and us whatsoever. And you'd better believe we are esteemed about this. More about that in the next season. First, though, we haven't had a decent application breakout for quite some time, and this certainly calls for one. We've let some time pass so you can see the cycle in this larger perspective. We've had several kings now, both in Israel and Judah, though twice as many in the former as the latter. That fact alone points something out. The kings of Israel are not making any effort to follow me on the way any longer, 
and as a consequence, their reigns are brief. With the acknowledged exception of Jeroboam, to whom we gave the greatest opportunity because of his precedent-setting place of first on the northern throne. I am not in Israel's corner any longer, not there making sure they reign a long time because they have set me aside and marginalized us to the point of occasional contact, if that. Those first steps of Jeroboam off the way were driven in large part by convenience. And now all across Israel I am worshipped solely when it's convenient. At least I have been. Now, however, it seems that Ahab no longer finds me convenient at all. I am the Lord of heaven and earth, the creator and sustainer of all things. I am wholly righteous and dedicated to the rescue of the human race. I am the only hope for their salvation and restoration to the most excellent destiny for which I have designed and purposed them. I am all these things and infinitely more. I am not convenient. Examine your own path for a moment. After all, we are not going through these generations of leaders and their exploits so you can bone up on your history. We are looking at them to help you look at your life. Granted, the sequence we've just gone through has essentially affirmed a theme we established early on, and it hasn't really provided that much new information. In many ways, it's been the same old story with different players time and again. I am not apologizing for this, because they haven't learned their lesson yet. Neither, truly, have you. The kings, as well as normal people like you that follow me, or at least make an earnest attempt at it, remain in covenant with me. In that case, I am bound by that covenant to bless and protect them. And I hope you've been noticing that I do cut them a good bit of slack. However... When the king defiantly turns his back on me and walks squarely, firmly, and deliberately off the way, he, and those who join him on that path, he invokes and triggers the other side of the covenant made with me. I am required by that same covenant to withdraw my blessing and protection. The same is true for those who join him on that path. Furthermore, I allow disciplinary consequences to be felt not because I enjoy judgment, but rather in the hope that the dire circumstances in which my people find themselves will trigger the great aha moment, in the hope their sight will become clear, and they'll recognize the trouble they're in as something they've gotten themselves into, something out of which only I can save them if they but call on me again. In the end, even the negative actions I take or simply allow are designed with the same goal as all the blessings I bestow, the ultimate rescue of my people. It only works when you look at the big picture, though. Yes, you look at the big picture. Not some theoretical person, but you sitting, standing, lying, jogging right there. It's not necessarily a given that simply because you're taking the time to listen to this that you are, in fact, earnestly trying to follow me. 
Some of you were still holding me at arm's length in every way. Be careful, friend. This wait-and-see approach has at its heart the same mindset as the smorgasbord practice in Israel. By not committing yourself, heart and soul, and body and mind, to me, you are keeping your options open with regard to the gods of your world, just in case they are able to care for you and save your behind more fully than I am. You may add me to the menu, even on a weekly basis, to salve your conscience and make sure you can get whatever blessing and protection I have to offer. But I'm still just one of the many menu items to which your heart directs its allegiance. In addition to your token clock-in-with-Yahweh time, you pay homage to the gods of your world as well when your time, effort, and money are directed their way. Your world has so many gods, they outnumber Canaan's. Success, power, wealth, youth, beauty, possessions, pleasure, entertainment, the acceptance of others, comfort, security, and so on and on. These are all things I have made, just as the idols of Canaan are all made things. Made things are powerless and unworthy of worship. Only the one true Maker deserves praise. Let me tell you, your world and its gods care nothing for you. Whereas I really do love you and that behind of yours that needs to get saved, and I have gone to extreme, even infinite lengths to prove it. Obviously, life is complicated. Oftentimes, the lines of cause and effect cannot be drawn as simply in your personal drama as they are in the distilled lives of the kings and people of Israel and Judah. However, I am not calling you to figure out why everything is the way it is. I am calling you to follow me. Why and how things are, all good things. Investigate anything to its deepest level and you will find me there. But you can spend a lifetime dancing on the periphery like that, while at the same time not ever coming after the real deal. Me. So learn from the cascade of mishap begun by Jeroboam, who steps off the way for one reason only, to protect his personal power. He messed with my worship, my worship! so that he wouldn't lose people to Judah. He didn't want to forfeit to the south his northern subjects who desired to worship me in my Jerusalem temple as I had asked and commanded. He led the entire north astray and forced his system of convenience on them, starting first with just two golden calves, evolving into a full menu of idolatrous worship all begun by Jeroboam's self-centered grab for power, then maintained by his successors, culminating with Ahab's blatant chucking of me altogether in favor of Jezebel's Baal. Ultimately, Jeroboam's idol isn't Baal or Dagon. Power is. Which god of your world are you tempted to give your allegiance to instead of to me? 
you may be so enthralled with it you don't even realize how caught up your heart has become. Think a little about what that word enthralled really means, and how being held in thrall of something or someone is perilous unless that someone is me. Whether you have an instant answer or not, ask me to help you see things clearly. Maybe you can look back and see a sequence of consequence in your life that is directly related to your stepping off the way. You may have lived your whole life off the way because you'd never even heard of it and thus never had the chance, just like generations in Israel who get led astray by apostate kings. The great news, however, is that you're here now and so am I. Whatever path you're on, and no matter how much you try to keep one foot on the way and the other in the world with its seductive idols, regardless, we are crazy about you and doing all we can to rescue you, friend. Why else do you think you're listening to this? We haven't given up on you, and we never will. We haven't even given up on Ahab yet. In fact, we are about to make him into a very special project. I'm sure you've noticed as we've gone along how we have been lighting up prophets for these kings all along the way, sometimes for only a single or double use, such as Azariah, Ahijah, and Shemaiah. Well, now we are rolling up our sleeve for Ahab and for our people and sending in the big guns. He won't get his own season, but he'll start the next one. Enter Elijah. Thanks for listening. We hope this episode has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to support what we do, Give us a review on iTunes or Facebook, then share this podcast with your friends. There's a link to the very first episode right under today's podcast on our website, 15minutesontheway.com. We hope today's podcast has reminded you that you, friend, are part of an epic story that is still unfolding today. So keep walking on the way. And until next time, be good to yourself.